everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are very excited today to be here with one of our favorite guests, our very first guest that we ever had on the podcast is the uh, the great screenwriter Nina Wyman is here. And Nina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. So now surprise me every time you ask me back I'm like you're not sick of me yet <laughs> no <laughs> I mean now Paul had had briefly overtaken your reign as the as the uh the the most frequent guest of our podcast and now you are equal you both have the same number of visits so uh-huh. yes <laughs> good you, we have to remedy that he doesn't yeah. get to win you paul campbell kath and Catherine disher are the uh the uh, the reigning champs yes the reigning champs of so honored podcast. so honored <laughs> so how have you been we haven't talked to you since after christmas and boy does that seem like a long time ago <laughs> i know it's been uh it's been a year huh yeah sure has <laughs> but I'll tell you this much. I mean, yes, we all were like locked down and production was shut down for months and, you know, we're back up and running now. And I have one in prep for this Christmas right now, but Hallmark didn't miss a beat. They did not yeah. slow down at all. There was, it was actually busier during the lockdown and the quarantine because they didn't have movies in production. So they were able to get through their stacks and stacks of stuff they had to read and they were like, here's notes on this one. Here's notes on that one. Stuff that had been sitting there that wasn't a priority because it didn't have a season yet or it wasn't on the, um, it wasn't on the schedule. So they, it, and then all of a sudden it was like, here's 50,000 notes. Go. Interesting. <laughs> like, ah. Yeah. So you've but been. Obviously everything is about Christmas right now. Yeah. And they're starting to focus on first quarter uh, 2021 and then we'll start shooting some of that stuff in the next couple of months mm-hmm. so but it didn't slow down for a minute and I am beyond thankful I know a lot of people were experienced some really major hardships and it broke my heart that mm-hmm. so many people that I know and love and don't know um, and saw so much suffering that they were they couldn't work and they wanted to yeah, yeah. It's and it just been... wasn't safe. So it, it's a bummer, but yeah. um, I'm very thankful and do whatever I can to give back because I know how lucky I am mm-hmm. and I will never stop thanking Hallmark for keeping me so busy. Yeah. I mean, how have you been handling quarantine as far as, uh, aside from the work uh, situation, uh, uh, have you been doing any quarantine baking or anything like that? You know, we did like the first week we were like, let's bake cookies when we thought, or let's bake cupcakes when we thought, oh, it's going to be like a couple weeks. And then, you know, after yeah. that, it's, you know, we'll go back to life and we'll figure out what to do and get this under control. And then after that, we were just like, okay, just go on the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Play Fortnite. I mean, my kids are spending a lot of time on, uh, on the iPad, but since, you know, we were homeschooling, we brought in this nanny who is taking care of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you haven't been doing any kind of quarantine crafts or, or puzzles or things like that. We did. Yeah, we did. We play, we do game night. We do movie night Mm -hmm. where we, um, we force our kids to watch like our favorite movies from like the eighties and the nineties and they complain and whine about it. (laughs) And 
then they'll they then they'll sit there and they go, "This is terrible." During Bill and Ted's, but like, oh, oh no, want us to turn it off, and they're like, "No," they don't want to admit that they like them. But then there are some that we that they just will not sit through, and it's always a fight. They always want, you know, they they just do not. They get kicking and screaming to watch. Yeah. This back to the future and all these movies so we'll do movie night but then my friend was telling me yesterday no do this we everybody gets their pick and you have to watch it no options so you just go your tonight's your night and then your night and so we're going to start doing that because then i will yeah. i will get rid of a lot of whining yeah whining well, about, and I don't then, it. it's <laughs> always good too because it gets you yeah, out of your comfort zone when other people have to do the picks yeah and they you know they they had us watch this movie the other night that we were like i'm not going to say what it is it's a kid's movie and we were like Uh this is the worst movie i've ever seen (laughs) but okay (laughs) yeah it's i don't know insult anyone it was bad and it was Uh, was like a sequel to a kid's movie it wasn't an animated but i was like this is Uh, really bad yeah anyway we um we're gonna start like everybody gets their choice but it's fun we love that we make popcorn and we make a fort in the living room and we have had a lot like that's been Mm -hmm. the good thing you know we try to look for the silver lining in this stuff with our kids because it's unprecedented and we don't really we've never been through anything like this so it's hard to help your kids navigate it because they're like when is this going to be over and you go i i wish i knew yeah. i we've never experienced anything like this nobody has so yeah. nobody knows what to say how to help them through it so one of the one of the silver linings that we try to find with them is like look at how much fun we've had together yeah. and we try to do that we try to have family bonding nights and game nights and movie nights and so that has been an upside of a really terrible situation mm-hmm is that we've gotten to reconnect with each other in a way that we wouldn't have otherwise. Well, the first three months were really hard for me because I was truly isolated. I mean, thank goodness for the podcast because at least I had that. Um, Because they, I'd been having some problems feeling short of breath and that was uh, a, um, uh, because of, it ended up, it ended up that, my blood pressure being high was causing my asthma to flare up and uh, that ended up being the reason but they were obviously concerned that i you know had some symptoms of the coronavirus right you know, so i ended up getting t- i've been tested three times all times negative and yeah. uh but they were nervous and i didn't want to be around my parents because my dad gets respiratory infections very easily and yeah, my it's mom, scary my mom is some, be the one to give them anything yeah and yeah. my mom is somewhat com- compromised so for basically three months including over easter i saw no other humans aside from my uh, basement tenant who would come and go but you know didn't really see her that was really it's hard really and, hard and i thought that i i didn't think it would be so hard because i work from home anyway right so i didn't have that change to absorb yeah uh, but, but having that freedom taken away from you and the ability yeah. to just go to lunch with a friend or something it's mm-hmm. really it's really interesting to see how much we took for granted that we just never, you just never considered how much just going to a park or going 
to lunch with a friend or just being around other humans. Yeah. Much we took that for granted. Yeah. And I mean, I, cause I would go to three, four movie screenings a week and right. just being with other people and being, uh, with my fellow critics and my friends and all of that really meant something to me. And then also church. So having both being taken away from me right. was very, was, yeah, I, I, I didn't realize how much the social interaction I did have really meant to me and mattered until it was taken away which is sad um but uh but nevertheless it it was extremely difficult those three months and then finally once i saw my parents again it uh it it was it was a you know a a moving moment for me and yeah um, yeah and uh, you, you I, I, I live probably 10 minutes from my parents, maybe not even that. I, I'm very close to them mm-hmm. in as far as, as space, but, uh, but you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it was easy, I think, to take for granted and be like, oh, I don't want to uh, deal with that or I don't want to go up the mountain or whatever. And, uh, but then once it was taken away, it, it you realize how much that meets you you need that connection yeah Yeah, so it was it it was an intense experience and we're always saying you know we say we every night before we put the kids to bed we sit down and we do prayers and thankfuls and one of the prayers that we were always sending for the kids was um for all the people who are alone yeah because it's really hard to go through this and to go through this without having that connection just it was so heartbreaking to us it, it, yeah. it, it was it was it was a challenging experience but i i mean i am so grateful for the podcast if i hadn't had if i'd had that in a way to connect with people mm-hmm. I, I i can't imagine how how i could have gone through it but um uh but i've been very blessed in many other i mean i'm thankful that i already had a a work environment set up where I was already working from home. So that made right. it for my husband and I too, we were saying, we were like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, this is not that different for us. It's just, we're not used to our kids being here right. all the time. It's yeah. not, it's not, we've always worked from home because he has his own business and I'm a writer. And yeah. so that, that wasn't a shock to our system at all. It was right. just having the kids here. And, you know, for the first five months, we it was all on us. We didn't have anybody. We didn't have any help. We were trying to balance our work and doing, you know, we just were being super careful and really locked down. Mm -hmm. So did you have projects that were planned for, uh, for spring June brides, uh, summer that got scrapped? Can you tell us that? Um, no, I, I, my, um, we had already uh, missed the window for um, for June weddings for mm-hmm. our um, sequel to The Last Bridesmaid, which oh. we're hoping is going to be um, next year. Okay. Uh, June, this coming June. We're hoping that that's going to happen. So then they put Paul Campbell on another one in the wedding every weekend. And um, because it wasn't ready in time. And... Uh, so I didn't have anything that was supposed to go. I just had, you know, my same, you know, get the Christmas movies done because those are still in. There was one that was potentially going to be for summer, but um, 
but we were waiting on notes and it just didn't happen. So we're hoping that that one is going to happen in the spring. Like I just mm-hmm. turned it in. It just went to the network yesterday and that's a really fun one called breakup Boot Camp. And uh. I'm hoping that, um, that that one happens for spring, a Valentine's day movie that I, um, need to rewrite. That's one of the scholastic books oh. that, um, that we think is going to go as well. So, and then my Christmas movie is in prep right now. And I only have one this season and two that got pushed to next year. And that one starts, I think on the 8th of September. Oh, and it hasn't been announced yet. So I don't know how much I'm allowed to say about it. Um, I'm really excited about, I've never worked with the actress before and she's really, um, I'm excited to work with her. Uh She's one of the Hallmark staples and she's really good with comedy. Um, and I think her Christmas movie last year was a drama. I think it was on HMM. And so I'm really excited to have like a good comedic, fun, bubbly kind of actress. So, um, and then the actor, And then the actor is somebody I have worked with many, many times. Oh. And you guys can probably guess who that is very easily, but they're, I'm sure they're going <laughs> to announce it soon because it's going into production in a couple of weeks. So they're going to announce it soon. Yeah. Do you think, because they announced that they're going to do the 40 movies again, do you think they can really pull that off? I think they are. Yeah. I really do. I, I'm knowing how much is going on right now and, um, how completely swamped and overwhelmed they all are trying to get it done i think they can yeah i mean i really I, do I, they're they the seem to be making magic. it happen if they because when they announced that i was like i they must be literally working with santa claus if they <laughs> if they but but uh it's gonna be i mean it's in in if they pull that off that will be incredible i think they'll probably all collapse from exhaustion when it's done (laughs) yeah and then they'll have to get right into christmas 2021 but (laughs) i think they're doing it i talked to randy pope last week who's Uh the um one of the heads of programming and they are they are moving and shaking and i was like i commend you and i would like to buy you many many cocktails right now because (laughs) i'm exhausted for you but they're getting it done. I mean, I figure they're going to be filming way later into the season than they, uh, than they typically do. They're going to be making movies in, even in November. They always are. Yeah. They really always are, yeah. you know, because some things get, have to get pushed or for whatever reason. And I think with like the quarantine um, stuff they're they've been having to get mm-hmm. ahead of the curve a little bit so that they can get their actors and actresses up and in quarantine in time and they're mm-hmm. trying to do things back to back like i know for candace's movie they did the aurora that got shut down and then they went straight into her christmas movie so it's only one quarantine and then they get mm-hmm. it done smart um so i think they're trying to do that with a couple of things um but they they are trying to get ahead of the game for next year too but i think that you know it's all christmas all the time right now mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was shocked that they ended up announcing that, I mean, I was surprised that they filmed the wedding every weekend and that, you know, that they even bothered with a new summer movie at all. And then, uh, and then they have that they are doing some fall movies. 
Uh, well, I think because that one was like in prep, it was like ready to go. It mm -hmm. was gonna, it was gonna move forward. And when you've got all of these resources that you've put into place, you don't necessarily want to yeah. scrap it completely and move it to next year. So they had, they had so much already prepped that they could just mm -hmm. kind of roll it over. I mean, they obviously had to make a lot of changes, but they could. It, it was something that was ready to go and yeah. it didn't require a lot of a lot of prep and mm -hmm. lead time to get it there so do you feel like the writing in the age of COVID is has has changed do you feel like both in the sense of emotionally changed in you know that we're dealing with all this but also just practically changed like are you not able to put in as many like group scenes or festivals or, you know, things like that, uh, that are you having to think about things in a new way? Um, you know, we're writing it as if everything is normal. Mm -hmm. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, once we get to prep, um, which for my Christmas movie, I have not, we kept it contained as much as we could. Mm -hmm. I have not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm having allergies today. Um, I've not been told that, that there need to be a lot of changes made to make it more COVID friendly mm -hmm. that, um, they've now done a few movies, so they've figured out how it's going to work and that they can make it happen. I know I heard that with wedding every weekend that they had some mannequins and, um, some of the crowd scenes or the wedding scenes were mannequins, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, again, I, they're, they're moving forward with my Christmas movie. It's called never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. And it's based oh on, a book. and, um, they're I'm looking up that book right now. It's actually a, an English original version. The English version is never kiss a man in a Christmas jumper. <laughs> <laughs> In a Christmas jump, really but it's fun. It's really fun. And, um, so I haven't been told that I have to make changes uh -huh. and they'll tell me. Yeah. So, so far we did keep it relatively contained, yeah. but we still got, you know, classroom full of kids and a group of kids here and a group there. And, you know, so mm -hmm. it's, Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. They, uh, they've worked out, I think they've worked out the kinks and they know mm -hmm. at this point how to make it work because yeah. our, our producer Kim Arnott is probably on her fourth movie post COVID mm -hmm. now. And she's such a pro and she knows what she's doing. So um, we weren't the guinea pig mm -hmm. on mine. We weren't the first one. So they know they, they've figured out how to do it. So they've also been focusing more on diversity and yes. I was wondering if that's uh, changed any of your, been changed any of your writing at all, or is that kind of all uh, more casting thing and you haven't really uh, had to deal with that as a writer? Well, you know, it's interesting that this, it incidentally, my, um, Valentine's Day, um, playing Cupid. It's based on a scholastic book. Uh -huh. It's about this um, 
single dad and this teacher who falls in love with a single dad is like a whole it's it's a, a project a kid oh, becomes a matchmaker and they have to do a school project kid becomes a matchmaker and um ends up her father and her teacher in the process kind of uh -huh. fall for each other Aww. very hallmark form but, but it's a really cute scholastic movie and you know they did a deal with scholastic where they're turning these children's books into books that have sort of a, 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 a double leads in yeah, that like the, the kids play a big part but it's also very much a hallmark movie and they're delightful to work with and so that is um the daughter and the father are hispanic and that was something oh. that happened in the book and um we really leaned into it some more Ooh. and we did that before all of the diversity stuff because we've been working on this for a while and before mm -hmm. all of the you know we really need to do better we knew that for a while and we leaned into it and i was um excited to do it and excited to add some more you know more than what was in the book some more you know family tradition mm -hmm. things and mm -hmm. and um and lean into the hispanic culture and um but I am getting, I am getting notes that on stuff in development too now, that's mm -hmm. a little more like, okay, why don't we make one of the couples in the breakup boot camp an LGBT, she's going through an LGBT mm -hmm. breakup. Mm -hmm. And they are very open, very inclusive. And mm -hmm. it's great because mm -hmm. it's something that it's time. Mm -hmm. It's time. It's yeah. way overdue mm -hmm. to really show like this is what the world looks like and i understand yeah. that there are always going to be people who are not for it and we're not mm -hmm. going to please everyone but this is this is real life mm -hmm. and yes hallmark is a bit of a fantasy land but everybody deserves their representation mm -hmm. on television yeah and I don't think that i i don't want to be a part of something that would exclude anybody yeah, I mean, and the way I figured is is that I, I just if people are just being happy, you know what I mean? Like it's not even like they're just like I just don't understand how like people being happy is isn't like is it, 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 how it could compromise just, somebody else's life? Yeah. I mean, it's like love is love is love, and and I don't think that you know as far as like family values and things mm -hmm. like that, I have so many wonderful friends who are the yeah. best parents i know it doesn't just that yeah. old um stereotypical nuclear family mm -hmm. it just doesn't it, it doesn't exist anymore and and it doesn't mean anything yeah. it's not a family is not defined by it they're defined by the love for each other and yeah. and that's that's the, the most that important made. thing to me. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't. It just doesn't need to be labeled as this is a family and mm -hmm. that's not because I know some amazing families yeah. that are not your typical nuclear family, and they're better some of the than some of the nuclear families I know. So there you go. I agree. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at Mod Cloth. And at Mod Cloth, we make getting dressed fun. Back to being independently owned. We're all about perfect fits for everybody. Unique, mood-boosting prints, vintage-inspired, versatile styles that make you look good. But more importantly, feel good. Find your joy at Mod Cloth. And one of the things that impresses me the most 
about mod cloth is the number of sizes that they have uh, going all the way up to 4x on some items uh, so and then extra small and so they really are, have something for everybody every size uh, which is really nice and also i really like the prints that they have there is uh, they said they're very vintage inspired they're unique they even have some things right now for uh halloween uh, the happy hallow queens sweaters and uh jewelry and other things and uh they have outerwear we're going to be looking to get uh for fall going to be getting a coat uh, then you can find something really nice at Mod Cloth. So it's a great place to go to support and to find a unique style so you don't look like everybody else. To get 20% off your purchase of $75 or more, including sale items, go to modcloth.com. That's M O D C L O T H dot com and enter code Hallmarkies at checkout. Uh, the promo code cannot be combined with other offers. It's a great deal. So go to modcloth.com, enter code Hallmarkies for 20% off your order of $75 or more. Well, and, and how did you think that they, for wedding every weekend, uh, with uh, them kind of being the first uh, to sort of start this new new chapter how do you think that they did I, I loved it? it yeah i loved it i thought it was done beautifully i thought it portrayed a beautiful relationship mm -hmm. i thought it was it wasn't done as sort of a oh let's throw them in there they were characters they were in their lives we saw them interact and um i thought it was done really well and i thought it was done delicately not that we should be you know coddling anybody so that they can accept it but i felt like like how do you look how does anybody look at how that was done and go that's horrible i just yeah. don't get it <laughs> yeah me it either done very it was done very carefully so that it, it was easing people in who may have a discomfort with it mm -hmm. but i just don't see how anybody looks at that and goes you know, I hope that people who maybe did have a discomfort looked at it and went, oh, okay. That's not, okay. It's fine. Because yeah. maybe they haven't, maybe they just haven't been exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they're nice. They're nice, happy people. Right. Like, it's harm? just, they're two people in love. What is bad about that yeah. ever? Yeah. Uh, and so, so I, I hope that, yeah. you know, and, and there are going to be people who are like, I'll never watch Hallmark again. And okay. Yeah. that's your choice well and there but there's also going to be new people who are watching it for the first time yes because i mean the ratings were great so were great. i was thrilled by that it and did not i would i really wanted it to to do well to just to show the people who are like yeah. you're gonna fail to go right. no that's not that's not how this works and and this is not a situation of scarcity like you know what i mean like if there was if they only made two movies a year and one of them was a uh, an LGBT story I guess I could see people being uh, you know whatever with that even though I wouldn't um, but no there's over a hundred movies a year like this is everybody can have a movie like everybody can be have their stories told and we can all enjoy it and you can watch whichever ones that you want to watch and that look interesting to you and there yeah. we go there's no scarcity here like I think there was a misconception from a certain um, population 
that Hallmark is for us and Hallmark believes what we believe Mm -hmm. because there was a huge deficit in that sort of portrayal. Mm -hmm. And I think that they believed that Hallmark is one of us. Hallmark is on our side in this Mm -hmm. fight, so to speak. And I think that they're feeling slighted because that wasn't the case. It was, it, it, Hallmark is very inclusive and, and knowing the company and the corporate culture, um, they, Mm -hmm. they have a lot of employees from all walks of life and they are a really wonderful company to work for. And I know from my experience in them trying to, um, to branch out with the Hanukkah movie last year that there were, we were so embraced in that. And mm-hmm. I just think that, that they, they knew it was time and mm-hmm. these people are feeling slighted and they were wrong. That's Hallmark is not mm-hmm. all about that. You know, yeah. we follow the Bible. It's just some people, some people mm-hmm. do, but that's not the edict for their programming. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you look something like when calls the heart, they haven't had a pastor on When Calls the Heart in multiple seasons. It is not a religious show. It's not faith-based at all. Like none of the, the characters aren't praying. There's not worship services ever shown, hardly at all. Was uh, there so a feeling that When Calls the Heart was a Christian show? Because I don't I don't I've heard know people that, say that. And I yeah. and I always respond, no, it's not at all. It is not a faith-based program. I mean, I would say that something like say the Waltons or uh or even a little house in the prairie was more faith-based than one calls the heart and it's just that it has the uh sort of appearance wholesome. of wholesomeness yeah wholesome. that's what i was gonna say yeah it doesn't it, have it, any edge an edge to it yeah it's it's not it's not a faith-based show like i said there is not literally not even been a pastor in the town for multiple seasons yeah and so uh i don't know it's an interesting thing it's an adjustment people are are uh, kind of figuring it out and, and what's going on uh, right. and uh, i'm here for it I, and i am really curious to see what is going to be happening this with all these new uh new projects and uh, new films for the holidays we have new leadership the ceo yeah uh, which and, we're all kind of wondering yeah. how's that gonna go i hear really good things mm-hmm. about her from people that yeah. i know in um that have worked at was it a one one tv one tv one yeah. and then PBS. Yeah. um so i know a couple people who had worked over there i hear great things about her so i'm really excited to see where where this goes but from what i understand she's like listen i i you guys know how to do what you do best she's not here to upset the apple cart to turn hallmark into you know the cw or anything she's there (laughs) to expand the brand not reinvent it yeah and that is is great because it works right yeah. but there there was work to be done and they're yeah. doing it and i'm exactly. really proud to be a part of that because it was time yeah 
we are too all right well i thought it would be fun for this interview because we have had you on so many times that i did a little uh rom-com questionnaire to end okay okay oh i love that so yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time doing this this set of questions so okay uh, so we'll so, all right we'll get through it together. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the first question I have is what would you say is an underrated romantic movie? Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a comedy uh, that you wish more people saw that you like. Underrated romantic movie. Um, I mean, the ones that I love are really are pretty popular but there's like 10 things i hate about you i think mm -hmm. is such a great it, it's it's more of a teen rom-com but i mm -hmm. love that movie it's mm -hmm. one of those that i could watch every time and i don't know if that's as popular as say like bridget jones diary or any mm -hmm. of those but i i would i would say that's maybe an underrated one mm -hmm. do you have a favorite romance novelist that you like her books there is a writer that i really love and i actually her her movie is now on um netflix and i tried to sell this movie years ago her name's katherine center oh. and she wrote this book called the lost husband and i absolutely oh. loved it and i wanted to do um i wanted to do it at hallmark I, I think I pitched it to Hall of Fame initially and they did oh. not pick it up when they were separate, but she just writes these really beautiful romances. Cool. And she cool. has another one that Carly Pope and I were like, oh, we need to get this movie made. Um, another one called Happiness for Beginners. Mm -hmm. And she's just a great, great writer. That's cool. Good. All right. Uh, what is your favorite trope, uh, romantic trope to either write or watch or? Like the fake fiance or the uh the uh the um uh enemies to enemies to lovers or the bff stuck in the same i like going kind of going back in in time uh -huh. i like i like um and i haven't really been able to do it in in hallmark movies uh -huh. but i like um i love flashing back to people's awkward stages uh -huh. like i like um i like going back and seeing how people have developed and changed and and i i love that kind of stuff yeah um and i haven't been able to do it too much but i am next christmas i have one that's very yeah. um that's very fun and it follows a different narrative and i'm super excited to yeah. write it you do have it in pumpkin pie wars you've got the the before and then it zooms forward yeah to the, at least that's the one that came to mind first uh very good okay is there a trope that's that you think's that's not your favorite that you're like oh like uh, <laughs> as far as a moment goes mm -hmm. yeah um and uh it more than an actual concept uh -huh. when somebody like falls off a ladder and falls into a guy. Oh like, yeah. I cannot stand that. And it's <laughs> funny because that moment is in pumpkin pie wars and I uh -huh. did not write it in. That was something that happened on set and I didn't write it in there, but, um, it, but it was one of those things that I was just like, no, 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 no. We don't yeah. do 
I kind of think it's hilarious, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, but it, it can be done badly. But, uh, but yeah, the movie Fall, where it's just uh, Alicia Witt is the is the queen of this in her movies, where she's just like yeah, people and I. <laughs> but I do love I do love a clumsy like, and it's one thing that <laughs> there's something in the Hallmark movies that they do always have to be like poised and perfect, and we don't always get mm-hmm. to do this. But I do like a clumsy uh-huh. like, I I love to write a character that you know that you can embarrass them yeah <laughs> like do things that are embarrassing like like tripping and falling in front of the guy you like or things like yeah. that like that kind of stuff is really fun mm-hmm. and you know again we're we're able to um we're able to change our storytelling methods a little bit with Hallmark right now because what Randy had told me is people you know there's a lot more competition out there and so yeah. we have to find a way to be different and to not always look like it's the same movie over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. To- yeah. And I'm couple- really excited about that. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I'm a tough sell when it comes to the save the, I call them save the farm movies, whether it's save the bookstore, save the farm, save the, because most of the time there's no stakes. I don't believe for a second that this store slash farm slash whatever is really going out of business. And right, so, right, right. Um, it's like everything else has to be charming enough and, and pleasant enough in order for it to, uh, uh, in order for it to work. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that, that one usually isn't the best it's like people are trying to be you've got mail and i'm like the difference between you've got mail and all these stories is that the store actually closes and you've got mail there's actually stakes she loses right. something right and right, she right. has to deal with it and become a better person and so i don't know that's uh not my favorite usually uh mm-hmm. um, and some of the party planning it can be done well i liked uh double holiday i thought that because that it it was enough that they had enough other stuff that they were getting to know each other. Cause sometimes with the party planning movies, it can be all work. And so there's not really enough time for them to be intimate because they're at work. And so it ends right. up just feeling like, why am I watching these people plan this party? This is boring. And, and I, I'm and, a little bit over the party planning movie yeah. too, because I've just done it so much. Yeah. And so that's where my, my Christmas, um, my two that I have for next year neither of them goes there and i'm so happy yeah, about that and i'm so happy. happy that it gets to be just a little bit a little bit different and they yeah. they want to shake up the narrative a little bit and and so one of them is a very um when harry met sally type about these Ooh. two best friends in three different stages of their lives and it still mm-hmm. very much unfolds like a romantic comedy but we get to follow them through uh different stages in their lives and oh, that's good passage of time and time jumps and things like that and it's really really fun this is exciting i'm really so i'm to excited it. too that they're that they're really letting us um think outside the box it's all very much on brand still it's still a hallmark movie it's just a hallmark movie with a different way to tell the story and mm-hmm. i love that yeah i love so, that because it's exciting it doesn't feel like it's the same yeah. movie i've written over and over again so if you could write in another genre than the one that you write in, uh, what would you, what would you pick? Young adult. 
okay. young adult like um, fantasy young adult or no like um like gossip girl and oh, okay. like that kind of stuff not okay. um I guess you would consider that young adult you know like that kind okay. of um yeah it, I wouldn't even consider a tween but you know I have such the sensibility that I am perpetually like a 19 year old girl <laughs> and I always will be and um and even younger stuff, like my daughter is trying to get me to watch Babysitter's Club with her. Oh, so and good. I'm like, let's do it because yeah. we went and we watched High School Musical, the musical, the series together. Oh, we had so, so much fun too. watching this stuff together. And it, because I am always like glee and that kind of stuff, like I'm always, mm -hmm. I am a perpetual teenage girl <laughs> and I love writing that kind of stuff. I would love to do that. I also do like, um, I have a couple of things that I've written over the years that are features because they're a little dirtier and, sure. um, you know, R-rated comedies. Like I like to do that kind of stuff uh -huh. too. I, I like to, I like to write any kind of, I'm, I don't think that I'm necessarily a sci-fi person. I would not mm -hmm. ever be writing a sci-fi, um, or something really super dark. It's not in my sensibilities because I love to have fun, but I do like a dark comedy. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, that uh, I do too. So, if, if have you have you ever had a character in a movie, either your own or a, another one, that reminds you of yourself? So, I guess I guess this would be a character in a movie. It it's. I am like, I see so much of myself in the characters that Tina Fey writes oh, for okay. herself. Yeah. Like being like, you know, everything's about food and, about, you know, and always <laughs> like making mistakes and, and, and embarrassing yourself at the worst possible time and things like that. And being sort of the whipping boy. And, like I always see, I always see myself in these characters that Tina Fey writes for herself. So I would say that like probably more Liz Lemon than um which is her 30 Rock character mm -hmm. than um her character in Mean Girls but very much so like just that's I, I so identify with her I'm like I look at her and I'm like I feel seen you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay what part of a Hallmark Christmas would you most want in your own life the cookie baking um, sequence or the you know, the Christmas decorating sequence or the town festival or um I you know yeah. I because I was raised Jewish mm -hmm. um and I didn't get Christmas the one thing that I absolutely love is do like through the eyes of my kids now is I just love the Christmas morning mm -hmm. I love waking up early and we got to do it here last year and we're probably doing it here again we usually go to Pennsylvania and and spend it with my husband's family and I just don't know if that's gonna happen they all came out last year and I got to throw Christmas which I loved I had so much fun I got into it I bought everybody matching Christmas pajamas I like decorated my whole house I had because we're not so good mm -hmm. at do-it-yourself stuff I had um people come and hang lights all around the outside of my house. <laughs> and, um, and I got super into it. And that to me is just like that fun family celebration and that Christmas morning. I love doing that through my children's eyes now because I never got to do it. It's a little different with Hanukkah. Mm -hmm, um, sure. And we do Hanukkah too. 
Um, and my kids enjoy that and have a blast. And, you know, they get a lot of presents, but we do this charity thing now because it's just too much presents. But um, I love, I love the Christmas morning coming presents under the tree, eating a big breakfast. That to me is just what it's all about with my family. That's awesome. And I'm probably going to do it again this year because I don't know that we're going to be able to go back East. I don't know if we're going to be able to travel, you know, it's a bummer because I know Will's family in a year. Well, since, since Christmas. I know my two of my sisters actually live in England and just before the quarantine, I submitted my, uh, my application for a passport because I, I was thinking of maybe possibly going and I just wanted to have my everything ready to go. And then, uh, and then it just finally came like a week or two weeks ago in the mail. (laughs) Well, now that I can't travel. Well, that's useless. No, it it lasts for 10 years. You'll get there. You'll get there. We had just, uh, we had just renewed our kids' passports in January because we were supposed to go to Mexico over spring break. We had plans with our friends. We travel with these family Mm -hmm. friends of ours every you know, every vacation we go together and the kids are all friends and school together. Yeah. And we got their passports renewed and then we went on lockdown and we were supposed to go in April. And yeah. obviously that didn't happen. So hopefully but we were like, okay, they last for a really long time. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that, uh, that in 2021, I'll be able to go and see them. Yeah. I That's think one of my that- goals. I, I, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll be back to some semblance. I mean, we might be wearing masks for a while, but some semblance of normal by like this time next year is Mm -hmm. what I'm hopeful for. But, you know, who knows? They're making such great strides in vaccines and, and um, treatments. And, and so I, I feel like, you know, when you've got every single brilliant mind on the planet working on this, of course, it's going to happen a little faster than usual. So, you know, I'm hopeful. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right. Uh, so what is your favorite season to write besides Christmas? I love the wedding movies. I've Mm. just, I, it's hard to come up with something new, but, um, because there's only so many kinds of weddings, but I, I seem to always find one. And I, I, this was the first year in five years I haven't had a wedding movie. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, nobody had a wedding movie this last June, but, but mine wasn't, mine wasn't ready and in time. And so they had selected some other ones and, um, I'm hopeful that we'll get to do it or next Mm -hmm. June, but I do love the wedding movies. They're just so much fun to write. They're so much fun to shoot. They make me happy. Do you have a favorite uh, classic romantic movie, like Roman Holiday? Jane Eyre. Or, okay, Jane Eyre. Okay. Jane Eyre. Yeah. yeah. Jane Eyre is one of my all-time favorite. Yeah. Do you have a favorite version? A movie version? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't. I. I don't. I have a hard time when I really love a book. Mm-hmm. With movie versions, because I always yeah. say it's like it, it's like. I have this vision in my head of what it looks like. And then, you know, the, the director's vision, then it all of a sudden now it belongs to him and I don't want to, or her. 
and right. I don't want to change the vision in my head sometimes right. with the classics, you know, with the, with like right. the classics, I'm okay with like hunger games or something like that because it's like, okay, whatever, what's it going to look like? But with like Jane Eyre and, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, I just don't, sense. I, I want to keep the image in my head. Mm-hmm. yeah no I know what you mean I know what you mean well very good that's my questions <laughs> I I appreciate you taking time to share your thoughts with us and this anytime really, anytime it was really interesting I'm happy to do it and I'm happy to be now tied with Paul Campbell yes so we'll have to do a another interview at Christmas and we'll- Paul and I will need to come on together next time yes that's a smart <laughs> Although that won't break the tie. That'll just make it equal. Right. <laughs> because I'm yeah. not going to let him steal this away from me now. We're tied. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Catherine Disher know. Maybe she'll want to sneak in. <laughs> we'll do, yeah, we'll do the three of us. I don't know her, but I think she's fantastic. That's right. <laughs> we'll do the three of us then. <laughs> well, very good. This it. has been super interesting and fun. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk I'm with so us. I'm so happy to anytime. Thank and, you for having me on and for not being sick of me. And good luck. Good luck with the new, uh, the new Christmas movie and everything else going on. Keep us posted. I surely and, will. Uh, and as soon as it's announced, I will, I will post about it. The, the cast. I mean, I think it's everybody's going to find out soon enough because it starts soon. So there's mm-hmm. like no secrets in filming right. land. Yeah. And uh, so uh, let us know if you're listening, what you think about all the different things that we talked about. And uh, do you want to share your social media and all that fun stuff? My Twitter is uh, N-I-B-W-E. Um, or I think you can find me under Nina Weinman Swift. Oh, okay, good. And uh, you can find and my me- Instagram too, Nina Weinman Swift. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. We'll have all that in the description section. Make sure you guys follow Nina and you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, make sure you're following the podcast, the Hellmarkies Pod, Hellmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. It helps us so much. And if you are watching, if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group, which we have so much fun with, and we are doing our live and we are doing our watch along, our patron watch along this month with Nina. This is so exciting. Uh, We are going to be watching pumpkin pie wars to get us in the fall spirit. Uh, and we'll have a date coming up. We're not sure on that quite yet, but just something to look forward to. Uh, so check out it's a, any level patron can join in the patron watch along only $2 a month to support the podcast and get some fun perks along the way. And we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun Hallmark inspired, uh, and other movie inspired merch. So check that out as well. And thanks again, Nina. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.